Welcome to Women's Brew, where we're going to talk about beer. Today's episode is super spooktacular, as we're joined by S43 Brewery to talk about one of our favourite times of year, pumpkin spice season, y'all. Uh, I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. i got to get my pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> that TikTok is actually Tori, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, and we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great spoopy beer. Come join us. genuinely love that tiktok he's like <laughs> that guy and he's going i gotta get my pumpkins I, like, it literally <laughs> came up on my feed and i was like that's that was the conversation i had with tori like half an hour ago <sighs> where she was talking to me in all caps about pumpkin spice and then went i've got one <laughs> two and, seconds and, later and it, and if emma from mirakai hears it like literally <laughs> she she will like message me when there's like a pumpkin beer and i'll just get pumpkin spice <laughs> <laughs> and I know exactly. So Joe's got her lovely pumpkin in the background. Um, I haven't decorations done out yet because you visited and yeah. I've been busy. And I normally put them out when I visited you. So yeah, why that's not when, also I, not that's when I'd put mine out as well. I, I think I've got time this weekend. They're going to go up this weekend. So so Joe's Joe's taken hers out, and I found a pumpkin pecan waffle <laughs> candle, and it's got a pumpkin on it. Um, and it's probably one of the best smelling candles I've had in my life. But I haven't lit it, but I I've got it out because it's a it's pumpkin spice. <laughs> so yeah, I can't put them out this weekend. I'm I'm away, unfortunately. But they will be done soon, and maybe next time I'll throw a pumpkin in. But yeah, why are we all crazy about pumpkins, Joe? Um, well, I mean, because pumpkin spice is amazing, and we're basic. We're basic, I mean, and I don't, don't care about I'm, it. You're basic, <laughs> and I don't care. I don't care. But we're going to talk to S43 about their pumpkin beer. Very excited. Mm. Yep. We're going to cut to the interview of that, but hopefully you enjoy it. I know we did an episode last year about pumpkin spice and this was and their beer last year was the one that we drank. So um, we will see what we're drinking in a moment this year and and hopefully you enjoy it. So to start, do you want to introduce yourself, where you're from, and give a little bit high-level overview about the brewery? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Alex Rattray. Um, I'm not originally from the UK, as you probably guessed. Actually, I'm originally, <laughs> Yes. I'm originally from Texas. Um, every time I do these, I always say that I'm gonna, I should put on a really thick Texas accent just at the beginning <laughs> and then, then change. But um, yeah, so I've, my wife and I have been living here in the UK for the last three years. Uh, so I came over um, from Texas to kind of head up a big change at uh, S43 Brewery, which we were known as Sonnet 43 Brewery a few years ago. Uh, I kind of did some rebranding and some retooling. And so now we're known as uh, S43 Brewery. So I have been uh, living in rural uh, kind of near Durham area for the last three years where there's probably I pass more sheep, I think, than people on my way to work, uh, which is quite different than where I came from. But uh, yeah, we really love it. <laughs> No, that's that's really cool. So did you see, just out of sheer curiosity, did you see like a job posting for the brewery and then went, Yeah, I, I could like I'd do that? Or was it or were yeah. you approached or how did it how did it work? Yeah, no, basically so um so kind of a shortened version of the longer story, but my wife and I came over here um in twenty sixteen for a holiday, just just for a nice long holiday. 
we really kind of fell in love with it. I had some, um, I had some connections here already just with some like family friends and I was kind of looking to do something a bit different. Um, I kind of worked my way to the point in the brewery that I was working at in San Antonio where I felt like there wasn't really anywhere else for me to go. And so we were kind of looking to move somewhere potentially anyway. And we just thought, well, maybe, maybe we should try to move to the UK. Uh, and yeah, so I was just like trolling job boards all the time and um, found, yeah, job posting that seemed like it was really kind of what I was looking for, which was um, somewhere that was already doing cast uh, beer, kind of more traditional English stuff, but wanted to get into doing a lot more of the modern American stuff, which was what I've, which was what I was already doing uh, back in the States. And so, uh, yeah, I just felt like it was like a really cool kind of uh, synergy between those two. And uh, it was a really long process, but um, yeah, I did some Skype interviews with the owner and the, and the manager and we did all the visa paperwork stuff. And then about six months later, we were here. That's incredibly awesome. cool. Yeah, no, that's really cool to just be like, yeah, you happen to, like you were over here and then you were like, cool, that that aligns <laughs> with what I want. That is that is pretty, pretty cool to get to move jobs and do something equally as cool as what you're doing back in the US. Um, but we basically, Joe and I really wanted you to come on. We were like, can someone please come to talk to us for a bit that's come out that is your collaboration with brew york and it is the imperial pumpkin spice latte stout that you put out so i had originally seen the the collaboration you did last year with brew york which was the one that joe has because if anyone's watching the video i massively ballsed up and when i went to go visit her i didn't take the can that was meant for her apologies joe um but great now she gets to demonstrate last year's yeah um and I absolutely love that. Like it was so good. And I don't know if you feel this way. So I'm also from the US and I really struggle to find decent pumpkin and pumpkin spiced beers over here. And that was like, I'm from New England. And so for me, pumpkin and like pumpkin spice beers and all that is like, that's my gem. And I really struggled to find good ones over here. So when I had your beer last year, I was like, oh my god this actually tastes like pumpkin spice I was so happy um was that the first year that you guys actually did a pumpkin beer or had is the first one I noticed but yeah no yeah so you're yeah you're spot on it was the first one we did so um yeah I think like you being from the states like pumpkin beers they're just like what you do in the autumn um so uh when I came over uh after a while I didn't notice I was like wow nobody does pumpkin beers that's kind of weird and i i will say i don't typically like the kind of the pumpkin ales i like pumpkin dark beers um a lot of the just kind of the i don't know they just usually build them as like a pumpkin ale and it's usually like a you know five to seven percent kind of a thing i usually don't go for those but a lot of the higher ABV, darker pumpkin beers i really enjoy um and so yeah it was something we i've been talking about and uh they were a little bit iffy like oh I don't know if we should do this uh, or not um we just don't do it over here like I, I'm trying to think of the first time because I'm an anomaly because I spent quite a lot of time working in America um and that's where I started my love of beer so pumpkin beer and you know pumpkin spice latte and all of that came to me quite easily but like I think the first time I ever ate pumpkin was probably a pumpkin pie when I went to my first Thanksgiving in 2008 because we don't eat pumpkin over here 
Like the only yeah, I don't pumpkins think I've, I don't see, think I've seen a pumpkin pie here at all. Yeah. No, the only pumpkins you see over here, like, are the big ones that you carve, and they're not necessarily that good for eating because they're grown so big. Like the nice little sweet ones that are really good for making things with, you don't see them very often. It makes me sad because oh, I love anything pumpkin now. <laughs> I was deprived in my life. <laughs> but and we so I ran into that issue with like trying to find the pumpkins. Yeah. Um, because I'd done a few pumpkin beers back at the brewery I worked with in, in San Antonio. Um, and so typically, you know, we'd buy some pumpkins and we'd roast them or whatever. Yep. Um, and uh yeah, I had I could not find any pumpkins anywhere. Uh, so that was really tricky. So, uh, we ended up using just canned pumpkin because that was literally the only thing I could get. And even that, I think it was actually like an American brand that we've, that I found on Amazon, I think. Um, and uh, I think also because we were trying to brew it, we wanted to get it out as early in October as possible. Um, so I've now started seeing a few pumpkins popping up in some grocery stores, but by then it's, it's too late to brew it. You know, we need it in, in like kind of August, September time. So yeah. yeah, that was, that was the first, uh, hurdle of was trying to find the pumpkin to begin with. Yeah, no, that's, it's really appreciated that you guys put it out early in October because like, I like to get it as soon as possible because there's nothing worse than when I'm looking at my friends back in the U S and they're like, post all these photos of like, Oh, this beer's out now and look at this pumpkin beer and I get really sad. And then I found last year for the first time, there was a lot more because as you like how you said you wanted to make one, but they were a bit iffy about it. Every brewery that I've spoken to, that's like, are you guys going to put like a pumpkin spice beer out? Everyone's like, no, like the majority of them are like, that's a really funny joke. No. Um, But for some reason last year, there was like this influx of them, but they all seem to come like towards the end of the month. And I was like, but I want them before Halloween. I want to have like the build up to Halloween. So I feel like you guys just released it at such a perfect time <laughs> that I was just like, yes, this is great. Well, it's kind of like Christmas beers too. Um, just from like a, a sales perspective, you don't want to be trying to sell Christmas beers like after New Year's. <laughs> they yeah. just, uh, they've kind of lost their luster. So, you know, the the earlier you can you can get them out, the better. Uh, and it just kind of worked out with our canning dates, where we had a canning date that was going to be right at the end of September. And uh, we we hadn't necessarily even decided to do a second one this year. Uh, I mean, the, the one we did last year went over super well, but we hadn't necessarily thought of it. And then I was just kind of doing some forecasting and looking at canning dates, and um, and we had talked about so kind of we talked to brew york about maybe kind of doing an annual thing because um, the last one had gone over really well and so um don't hold us to it but we will probably i, th- I think there will, there's enough demand where we'll probably do some kind of iteration of this every year with them it's just kind of a fun thing to do with them so nice very excited to hear that i won't hold you to it but i'll be very sad <laughs> if it doesn't happen because i'll be like come on it's the one guarantee that i that i have in life um before I ask any more questions, or Joe asks any more questions, should we crack open the beer? Because I really yeah. want it. I feel like I've been so patient and I just yeah. really want to have it. I've got to be even more patient. I know. Really, I'm so sorry. Oh, just loving the smell already. And it definitely helps if you pull it out of the fridge a little bit before you drink it. I think giving it five to ten minutes to warm up. I mean, you could do it once you poured it too, but um, 
I feel like the the spices and stuff definitely come out the more it warms up. I was going to say, what's your recommended time for how long you would? Uh, so, like for example, when when I spoke to when we spoke to um, Wild Weather when we did Cephalopod, we sort of said how how long roughly should we take it out of the fridge for? Because I tend to go for like half hour to an hour, and they actually said, "Oh, put it in the fridge for an hour." And I know everyone's kind of different. Some people have a take it out rule. Some people have a put it in rule. I took this out about. 45 minutes maybe um ahead of this but how long would you recommend for people to sort of do that for the yeah it depends ideal? I mean I always am an advocate of storing your beers cold uh and keeping them in the fridge um it's just with with a few exceptions it's almost always gonna be better for the beer and just help the flavor profile hold up so I would be a take them out of the fridge guy I guess um but yeah I think for and I guess it depends on how quick you drink it. I tend to be kind of a slow drinker. So I don't mind pulling one out of the fridge like 10 minutes before I'm going to drink it because I know it's going to sit there in my glass for, you know, probably 20, 30 minutes. Um, but and I think also if you pull it out um, of the fridge, maybe 10, 15 minutes, you'll you'll get to kind of experience the flavor when it's a little bit colder and then as it warms up. So if you pull it out maybe a little bit earlier, you're only going to get it when it's warm, which albeit is probably the better temperature, but I also like just kind of being able to taste the difference as it warms up. So yeah, that development of flavors is really, I, that's fun. I like doing that. I was going to say, I was going to say, to be fair, I, I usually quite like doing that as well. Cause it's yeah. just you like something um, I find like nuttiness, like a lot of beers that have nuttiness to it when it's cold, you don't necessarily get as like much depth in it. And then as it warms up, you just start to taste like the peanut taste more and more. And it's just so interesting to see how it develops. So yeah, I, I've definitely done that myself. This is really nice. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just holding it back because I just feel really bad that I've screwed Joe over. But it is uh, really good. Who, who's on? It's still good too. I was going to say, has it has it held up? Yeah, it held up when spices. I had it a few months ago. <laughs> the spices are really there. And there's like that kind of sweet pumpkin now i think the coffee's dulled down coffee i would imagine is probably yeah, yeah the coffee's gone, back but the rest bit. of it the spices are it's really lovely good pumpkin i'm still spice. enjoying it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to, to see your reaction when i bring you the yeah the, the new one um whose idea was it to to do the one last year was it like s43s was it brew york was it just like a meeting of the minds in the middle somewhere yeah, so it was it was just my idea. I'd been wanting to do one for a while, and we met Brew York at a beer festival back like in 2019. <laughs> and it was kind of one of those things we were chatting. We're like, oh yeah, we'll do a collab together. We'll do a beer together, and um, and then it just you know it just never happened. And so um, I was kind of thinking about doing this idea, and then collabs are a really good opportunity to kind of dabble in some styles that are a bit trickier. Um, just because you have, if, if it's a collab, you have a bit more to sell with it and you can get people a bit more excited. And also, you know, you're hopefully appealing to both breweries fans. So you just have a wider base to sell. So typically when we do collabs, we like to do stuff that's a little bit more out there um, just because it's, it's a good opportunity to be able to do it. So, um, and I knew Lee liked to do, yeah, so Lee's uh, the main brewer at New York. I knew he liked to do kind of some weird stuff. Um, so I just kind of pitched him an idea. And funny enough, he um, he was always kind of anti-pumpkin beers. But then a guy from the States had brought him over a beer called Pumpkinator, which you guys are probably familiar with. Um, although it doesn't really get outside of Texas much, but there's a brewery in Texas called St. Arnold. And they've been doing this annual pumpkin beer called Pumpkinator. And it's an imperial pumpkin stout. Um, and uh, they do it 
every year, different iterations. And then they do barrel aged versions of it every year. And it's really, really good. And so somebody had brought over Lee a couple a few years back. And so every year he gets this guy to bring him a couple of bottles of this pumpkinator. So, um, so it helps. So he was already a fan. And I had said, cause I had told him in the email originally, I didn't know that. And I was like, Oh, there's a spirit comb pumpkinator. Um, cause I, I was kind of assuming he wasn't going to like pumpkin beers. And I was like, look, there's this really cool beer. You know, it's, it's actually a really good beer. It's not just like a gimmick thing. Um, so he already knew about it. So he was on board, you know, right from the get go. So, um, but f- funny enough, when we did it last year, um, neither one of us were actually there. So we oh, wow. come up with the recipe and everything. Um, and then that was, uh, when they started putting everybody in, back into tears and because we're in different counties. Um, yeah. so Lee wasn't supposed to be able to travel up. And then, um, my wife and I had our daughter a week early. She came a week early, basically the day before we were supposed to do this collab. So even I wasn't there, uh, cause we were in the hospital. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the guys at, at uh, the rest of the crew at, at uh, back at our brewery, um, brewed it, but, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a, a weird thing that neither one of us are actually yeah. there for the specific brew day. So when it came to like drafting that recipe up, was it like completely split? Like, did you guys completely do a 50-50 agreement on everything? Or was it kind of like you you draft it and send it back and then it goes back and forth? Yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, I don't know how everybody does it, but typically when we do a collab, like at our place, I'll come up with a recipe and then I'll send it to him and be like, hey, here's some ideas, you know, uh, we'll, we'll chat about some ideas kind of back and forth and I'll put a, a recipe together because obviously – it's going to be different depending on what kit you're working on everything. And then we'll just kind of go back and forth and be like, Oh, maybe we should add a little bit more of this, take some of that away. Have you thought about this kind of thing? So that was, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked out too, is we had kind of talked about flavor wise or where we wanted to go, where we wanted to stay away from. We talked about like the different spices that we want to use. We talked about different coffee methods and things. Um, and like Lee had quite a bit of feedback about doing the spices. I hadn't done a ton of spice beers, so I kind of asked, was asking him some kind of some techniques, like what do you guys typically do? Um, and then, yeah, just put like a base recipe together until we kind of kind of got it where we liked it. Um, and then uh, the guys brewed it. Uh, and then we do, I was doing all of the, it's really tricky with, with these kinds of beers because it's really easy to go over the top with, with any one ingredient. Um, so when it came to the spices, like basically I'm blending them in and then just kind of tasting it as, as we do it. So I'll put some in kind of recirculated in the beer, then taste it, and then just keep going until we feel like it's kind of where it needs to be. And then we usually go a little higher than we think it needs to be because it tends to, the spices, we use uh, ground up spices and the, they will kind of settle out to the bottom of the beer eventually. So it, you can taste it. When you first put it in, you're like, oh, this is like super vibrant. And then the day later, a lot of it's kind of dropped out. And so we kind of over, over spice it knowing that it's going to drop back down again. So how much do you tend to like overspice it but is it kind of like do you have to do kind of like this is where I want it to be so I double that or is or do you not go as far as kind of doubling it no I don't go as far as doubling so I tend to be um a more like subtle spice guy so I don't want it to just like smack me in the (laughs) face with it so basically once it gets to a level where I think it's too much and I wouldn't drink it then that's probably where it needs to be. Um, that's so, that's, yeah, that's that's usually where we, so it's usually maybe going about 20%, 25% above where we need to be. Uh, and it's tricky. Like some spices, obviously um, it's like cinnamon 
you can go a lot more with cinnamon, but if you go like with ginger or allspice, oh, yeah. it's, it's really yeah. intense. So um, like the ratio is, there's, it's a lot more cinnamon than anything. Uh, we also use nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and some clove. Uh, but the clove is like maybe 2% of the whole thing, but it's, if it's not there, it's, it's noticeable. It's not there, but it's really easy to do too much clove. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's quite interesting that like it's, it, it's that if you take it away completely, you'll notice it's not there, but you overdo it a, a bit. And then it's it's gone up. That's that's such a delicate balance game. It sounds like it is, and it's it's like it's it's not very scientific. It's just very trial and error. Uh, unfortunately, I wish it was a lot more scientific. But uh, <laughs> at least the way that we do it on kind of a smaller scale is literally just relying on taste buds um, to see kind of where it's at. That's how I do it when I homebrew. <laughs> I do a, I do a tincture, and then I add that in um, just before bottling, and I'll just add a bit. And taste it mm-hmm. like no it needs a bit more needs a bit more yeah that's it that's right that's what i want yeah art and science that's what brewing is yeah no that's um <clears throat> i've got a controversial question i need to know just because obviously you're from the you being from the us as well you'll have come across this i feel like a lot of people don't come across it here except out like dgm posts and stuff like that cinnamon sugar rims what's your take on cinnamon sugar rims with pumpkin beers <laughs> uh there's a controversial take yeah i I would say like most things they have their time and place um which uh, it would probably not be where i am um (laughs) but uh i i don't i don't uh don't judge people if you want to if you want to do the cinema room you know i just felt like i would be it would be a miss if i didn't ask (laughs) I didn't ask the only other person that could probably (laughs) that has probably seen a cinnamon sugar rim in person (laughs) yes yeah well I feel like in general the U.S. is just like uh you know they just tend to take stuff too far in a lot of things so there's um there's all kinds of weird stuff that people do with beers in the U.S. at, at you know bars where you know you have like the Randall machines that they'll use and be putting Oreo cookies through them and all kinds of crazy stuff um so you know time and place I'm all for it I've, uh, I, I think there's many things I've seen in photos from the people I know in the US. Uh, those type of things <laughs> were not things. I have seen the cinnamon sugar in person, but doing like Oreos and stuff like that. I don't think I've ever seen people do that in person. Oh, that yeah, is yeah. so <laughs> interesting. Uh, we, at, uh, the brewery I worked at, we had a brew pub location. So it was like a, a bar, restaurant kind of thing. And we had a small brewery there. And uh, one year we served beer out of a pumpkin. So we just hollowed out a big pumpkin, yeah. poured the beer in the night, and then put a, a plastic tap into it. And I don't think it like did anything to the flavor, but people loved it. So it's 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 just it nice, isn't it? Yeah, it looks yeah, great. It's I've always wanted to drink beer out of pumpkin like that. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it's okay, I think, to just do things for a bit. It fun. is, yeah. <laughs> beer has been around a long time. It will survive right. all the weird stuff that we do to it. So. <laughs> Yeah, like so you mentioned about obviously finding pumpkins you kind of had to go with that canned pumpkin um just to get it out in time and all that and that was one of the challenges you had were there any other really big challenges that you had either between last year or this year with the actual bring obviously covid aside and not being able to be in the same place that kind of thing um what what kind of other challenges were you there and how, how did you kind of get over those challenges uh yeah so um we the day that uh we 
we were to brew the beer. So Lee came up and then he brought one of his, one of his brewers up um, with us. So it was him and her and uh, our pallet of malt was supposed to get there. So we're really small. So we don't have much storage space at all. So we pretty much have to order our, our pallet of malt maybe a day or two before we're going to brew it. Um, so we've gotten it delayed already. It's supposed to have been there the day before. Um, and then the shipping company said, oh, okay, don't worry. It'll be there tomorrow. But, but it'll be there before nine. And it just kept getting delayed, delayed. We were trying to get something on the phone. So, you know, I felt terrible because I've got Lee and Lilith um, up and we're just sitting in the office drinking coffee and, uh, you know, just wasting their day. I don't think they minded too much because yeah. Lee was doing some emails. And uh, at one point we just thought we we're like, well, should we just knock off and just go to the pub yeah. and we'll just, we're just not going to brew this today. <laughs> um so we we finally got a hold of the company and they're like, oh no, it's not coming until this afternoon. So it's the distribution center is not too far from it. it's about 20 minutes. So we're like, fine, well, we'll go drive down and we'll just pull the bags off the pallet that we need and then they can re-deliver it. Um, but of course, like the, the bags we needed were at the bottom of the pallet. Oh, so we're in this like <sighs> warehouse distribution area um, outside, just trying to dismantle this pallet, throw it in the van. And so, yeah, so we didn't get mashed in until like, three and a half hours late, I think than oh, usual. God. So that was not, uh, not the best way to start things. So. Oh, but we no. got it done. <laughs> but at least it makes for an interesting story though. Like a good, yeah. you know, like you had to go and dig. It was like, you had to work extra hard so that the payoff felt even better in that situation. Yeah. I mean, we kept joking like this collab is cursed. Like no matter <laughs> what, you know, we finally get both of us in person and then the mall doesn't turn up. And uh, yeah, so next year they'll be like there's a big pumpkin shortage or something like that but I'm, I, don't want that to about... I don't want that to happen <laughs> I'm scared about what might happen next year so it seems like it's up in the ante every year that's not good uh fingers crossed because yeah this is honestly sipping away on this and it is just really nice like you really get the spot like the spices are so perfectly balanced it's just not it's not too over the top in your face but it's very noticeable and and what I always find that I don't know, Joe, if you'd agree or not, but the the pumpkin spice beers that we've all had over here, it always feels like it's missing. It's either missing the spice or the spice isn't done the right way. Um, there's only like a handful that I've had where I've gone, yeah, I can taste that. It tastes and it tastes about right. And I think that impacts the flavor. And, and I do kind of wonder if that's maybe why more people don't like them because they've never had them in the proper way that we have them in the US but I feel like you've done like a brilliant job of just like balancing it out so perfectly it's tricky I mean I think it's one of those beers that we just know from the get-go like we're not going to please everybody with it because there'll always be people if you go and look at untapped there's maybe like 40 or 50 you know check-ins on this so far and there's already a few people that are like, oh, I, I want more spice. There's not enough spice. This is weak. You know, like I want to be smacked in the face with spice, which I, I totally get. Uh, I'm not in that camp. And um, and I feel like we could brew a beer like that. And then we get just as many people saying, oh, all you can taste is cinnamon. Too much spice. This, this is, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like cinnamon challenge in a can oh. and nobody <laughs> nobody wants that. So I think um, – like my approach to doing, like, I really enjoy brewing like kind of different fun beers like this. My approach to it is always like, ultimately I want it to be a good beer and then have these other elements to it. I don't want it to just be liquefied sugar and spice. Cause like, you don't need a beer for that. You, you could just make, you know, a soda or a coffee or whatever, you know, you don't, it's, it's silly to go through the whole process of, of mashing and fermenting and doing all this stuff. 
when if you just literally want like a sugary spicy mess you could just make that so i think our goal with it is like we want it to be just a good solid stout that obviously has is expressing a lot of other flavors like the coffee and the spice and as much as possible we want to get all of those in there without anyone dominating so this we use two different kinds of coffee in this we use whole bean and cold brew because last year we we did something different where we just used all cold brew which i'd never done before and it was really nice fresh but i think as you are tasting by now john it's like it's really died off and we even noticed that after like maybe six weeks in the can because the the cold brew was really nice but it's it's very smooth and it was it would just kind of it was almost like it just kind of completely blended in with the rest of the stout flavors Uh, but i really like the flavor profile of it so this year we tried to do like a 50 50 mix of using beans and the cold brew so you'd still get that like smoothness but you get a bit more intensity out of the bean Uh, so i think there's a lot more coffee prevalence in this uh which again maybe some people wouldn't like as much but i i really like coffee but and it is like it is a pumpkin spice latte stout so it should have a good level of coffee i feel like yeah definitely definitely yeah i mean I think if I saw something that was pumpkin spice latte and it just didn't have the latte in it, I'd feel a bit like, so, I mean, your label as well. I mean, if anyone that's watching the <laughs> yeah, video, no. it's like, a, and the one from last year as well, it's it's effectively got that like Starbucksy vibe to it. You want it to be coffee, coffee-like. Um, yeah. So if it's not, you just kind of feel like, oh, that's a bit sad. But you definitely get the roastiness in it, which is what from, from, from this one. Um, and it's really nice. And I know that when I had the one last year, it definitely, I think Joe, you had it when it was like yeah. fresher as well. And you definitely got that nice balance as well. Yeah, definitely. I love a coffee beer anyway, though. So Me too. all about that. <laughs> what made you guys decide to go like impy this time? Were you just like, we're um, going to turn it up a bit? Yeah, I think that was kind of the thinking is like, we, you know, we'd done that one last year uh, and we thought, well, let's just do, you know, we, we liked a lot of the elements of it. We still wanted to keep almost everything the same, but it was basically like, well, what can we do that's different? Um, and so obviously taking it up ABV wise um, was, was kind of the natural, natural choice. Um, and people in general really like Imperial Stouts. So um, <laughs> no, nobody really, co- usually people don't complain too much about it. Um, and I think also while we enjoyed last year's, we did think like, um, the body could have used, you know, it, it, uh, it was really easy to drink, I think last year's, but, um, I tend to like bigger bodied stouts. And so I think I was wanting like a little bit more sustenance to it. So again, obviously taking it up, I mean, it's not anything crazy. Maybe wise we didn't shoot for like 12 or 13% or anything. So maybe we'll do that next year. Um, but, uh, and then we, we did also set aside some to age in a barrel this year. So, um we're hoping maybe this time or next year that'll be ready um and we could maybe release the the newer version as well as the 2021 bottled barrel aged version so that nice. might be cool. i'm like so into that yeah, idea got, like you, all you have to do is say can we now? just put a down paper down on <laughs> yeah. that that is we pre-order that <laughs> Yep. And there's only one barrel, so there won't be that many bottles. Either, so. yep. Yeah, I will be on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. like I was waiting this year for everyone to announce the pumpkin beers. And then I got tagged in your post. Uh, when you, I think you first put like a hint out by Emma from Mirakai because she knows that I like my pumpkin spice. So she tagged me in it and I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to buy it again. Um, so I'm on the lookout when it even starts to come close to October <laughs> for any pumpkin spice beers. So I'll be on that so quick if you bottle that, if you do barrel aged 
pumpkin spice i'll be super into that have you ever had um like shipyard joe you probably wouldn't have had it but shipyard in the u.s they did so obviously they do the normal like shipyard pumpkin head but they had um pumpkin head and it was like a barrel aged imperial i think it was a pumpkin porter okay and it was it is incredible it reminds me of what you were saying about the other one that came that that you were talking about earlier and whereas that barrel aged, like just really nicely done pumpkin, dark pumpkin beer. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's just, brilliant. There's, and there's another one in the uh, States called uh, Warlock. Um, mm. I'm trying to remember. It's a, it's a brewery up in the north that does it. But they do like a more traditional pumpkin beer. Then they do one called Warlock, which is like an imperial stout version is of that, that i think it's around 10 percent. yes southern tier there okay. you go i southern think i've had that pumpkin <laughs> is my absolute favorite yes pumpkin yeah, That's yeah, the other yeah, one. Yeah, pumpkin. yeah yeah i love pumpkin i was gonna say definitely had pumpkin warlock, but yeah that's my favorite one ever <laughs> if you get a chance to try warlock i think you'll like it yeah definitely yeah. gonna have to yeah. add that to the list of yeah, yeah add that to the list of things to try to get my family to pick up for me yeah. um i mean there's people that like set their calendar to the release of pumpkin and yeah. and uh and warlock people would go absolutely nuts for it i imagine i think i just happened upon a pumpkin not by mistakes it wasn't by mistake i was looking for it but i happened to get really lucky and managed to get my hands on one because i know that i mean even the ones that are more common they tend to go so quickly it's it's like when you get sam adams oktoberfest like the second that comes out in the u.s it's gone like it even when it's brewed on a larger scale it's just gone so quickly so yeah now i can totally imagine people setting reminders and queuing up to get it even um but yeah i I've got a question that I'm actually quite curious about when it comes to like the naming conventions of your beers. Do you pick the name of your beer before you brew the beer or do you, or is the other way around or is it just depends on the beer? Certainly depends. I mean, typically we have to pick it before we brew it just because of timing schedule to get the design done, then get it off to the printers and then get it onto the, the, the lay onto the can itself. So yeah, typically uh, we try to work about three months ahead of time. So we've got like a whiteboard in the office that's got our canning dates for the next three months. And then it's got basically what what we're brewing. And then I, I wish it was more <laughs> organized, but it's basically we'll look at the board and be like, oh, OK, we've got this beer coming up. Like, what what should we call it? Um, that's how a lot of beers get named. Also, sometimes someone will just say something and we're like, oh, that's a great beer name. We'll write it on the, so we have like a board list of just random beer names, um, beer name ideas. And then sometimes it's just like a really, um, you know, we, we know we're going to brew this style and we're like, oh, this is like a perfect name for that style. So it tends to be fairly, uh, fairly organic, um, for the, for this, for these pumpkin beers. So Lee named both of these. Um, cause I, we had uh, been, uh, exchanging emails and stuff. And, uh, he's like, Oh, I, I've got the perfect name. It's going to be pumpkin, pumpkin, dark side. Um, cause it's like a little bit of the, uh, the family guy, star Wars yeah. thing. Yeah, um, it was. So and then, I was just like, that is the best name. <laughs> uh, and then we were, there was another name we were talking about doing instead of pumpkin and pumpkin imperial, there was another one we were talking about, um, and it was going to be, oh, we were talking about maybe the Pumpkin Strikes Back. That was the other idea. Yes. Um, I would have been brilliant. So yeah, Pumpkin yeah, Strikes so. Back. Yeah. 
I think you got to name one of them cinnamon challenge and you just need to do like a cinnamon horchata <laughs> beer or something. Do like yeah, a cinnamon yeah. horchata because uh, the only time I've ever had a cinnamon horchata beer was in the US and it was amazing. It is really nice. You need to do something like that and then you can call it cinnamon challenge and then just see the people that are complaining that there's not enough cinnamon in this can do there the cinnamon go. challenge yeah. and see how they feel about it. You can it. maybe supply like a cinnamon packet on the side yes. of the can for people to, to do. Top it up. And then, but then also yeah. be like, we don't recommend you do this but yeah, if you yeah. want to do, well, you want to do this yeah. <laughs> our chata beers are delicious i do uh see i think the problem is i think if we did one no one would know what it was i would um so. i have been like so like that's that's pumpkin spice beers and then like horchata beers or cinnamon specifically like cinnamon horchata beers like i've been waiting for somebody to do something like that over here now you can kind of get pumpkin spice beers which is great but i find that uh there's some flavor profiles like a cinnamon horchata or just a whole horchata in general that you just like you said people don't know what it is they don't even think to make it and they'd probably hear it and go oh that doesn't sound nice at all but when you taste it it is absolutely beautiful what what kind of stuff like in the u.s what kind of stuff were you brewing that maybe people over here haven't brewed that you would be interested to see being brewed over here um that's a good question um hmm. i think there was quite we did quite a lot of experimental lagers um, or just kind of like different lagers. So we did a lot of different like dry hopped lagers. Um, we would do some lagers with some like different additives. Like I remember we, we did like a, a latte lager one time that had like um, had like coffee beans and some vanilla in it. It was like really interesting. Like it's not something I'd want to drink all the time by any means, yeah. but um, again, you know, in Texas, it's so hot all the time. So, you know, kind of, lower ABV beers and, you know, obviously lagers, they're just, they're really nice to drink a lot of year round because it's just hot all the time. Um, and we did a fair amount of, I mean, there wouldn't be anything like people wouldn't know of here, but we did a lot of Belgian stuff. Um, but again, with like some different variations. So we would, we did like, um, some, uh, some like Belgian stouts, so, you know, we take kind of like an imperial style recipe and then brew it with a Belgian yeast. So you get a lot more esters and kind of fruity profile and really dry. Um, and also uh, Mexican stouts was something we did quite a bit of. So in San Antonio, obviously, there's like huge Latin population. Um, so kind of Mexican hot chocolate stouts. So that had like chilies in it. So you had like cinnamon and stuff as well. But then you had some like actual heat from chilies in there as well. So uh, that was something that we did quite a bit of that I really enjoyed that. I, th- I think we could do something like that here. It would just, uh, it, you know, time and place, I think. I think I've seen it like, it, I've seen it come up a few times around. I think the most recent one was um, Unbarred and Siren did a collab for the Unbarred birthday. And it was, I think, like a Mexican hot chocolate. Yes. But you don't see it that often. And I think it's because that style can be quite hit or miss so sometimes people don't want to necessarily take the risk because it might not pay off um, but when it's done right it's it's really nice <laughs> but yeah no that oh I'm really kind of sad now that you told me that there's a potential that somewhere out there there's like a coffee lager because I love iced coffees I like beer if I can get beer in a an iced coffee in a beer I'd be very happy and the fact that that sounded very unique and interesting <laughs> i need somebody it's, in this country to brew that that's amazing yeah it's it a it's a good uh, good description it was unique and interesting um even just not, to try not, once <laughs> yeah exactly i think that's the thing you like you have a pint of it and you're like i 
I enjoyed that, and now I'm ready to not have any more for now a while. I am so. done. <laughs> yeah, so I am moving on now. I am good. <laughs> I am satisfied. Yeah. Um, of curiosity, how did you get the name Happy Little Accident? Because obviously that's a Bob Ross <laughs> reference. I bought yes. that strictly because I've got the Bob Ross board game called Happy Little Accident. And I was like, I, I need this to go. Oh. There is absolutely a board game. <laughs> I've, there's two Bob Ross board games and I have them both. <laughs> so I had to buy that to drink while I play that game. Who named that beer? I'm very curious. So, yeah, it was one of the other guys in the office. I think it was, uh, it was JT, our sales guy. Um, so that was, <clears throat> that was one of those where it was, um, so there's probably too much detail that you need, but so typically when we're buying hops, we have to buy like a decent amount at one time. And so, you know, there'll be like four bags of hops in one box. And so like, I might need two or three of the bags for a particular beer. And then invariably there's a bag left over that just gets stuck in the back of the cold store. And they start like slowly building up and building up. And then it'll just get to a point. I was like, oh crap, I really need to like start using this stuff. So we kind of had the idea to do like a kitchen sink IPA. And so I think it had like nine, eight or nine different hops in it. Um, and it was literally just, well, I've got two bags of this and a bag of this and, and let, you know, this, I'd never done this hop combination. This sounds cool. So let's do it. Um, and so I think it was JT's idea to be like, oh, it'll be like a happy little accident, you know? Um, and then they did a picture of, they, it's, it's very disturbing, but they Photoshopped my face onto Bob Ross's, uh, head for one of the Instagram posts. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I just continued on that theme. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I I ordered one of those because I was like, I I need it for when I play my Bob Ross game because it's yeah. <laughs> it's genuinely great. And like, I can't see the name of a Bob Ross beer whether it was meant to be that or not. And I was like, I need to have it because it's Bob Ross. Yes, it was. It was definitely a Bob Ross beer <laughs> because the kind, I think we were talking about it, and I was like, well, I could do this. I was like, but it could be terrible. Like, I don't I don't know. And I think JT was like, oh no, it won't be terrible. It'll just be a happy little accident. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, I, I never realised how many people in this country knew who Bob Ross was. Like, I didn't think any of them did. And I, I shared a photo that I took. I've got the beer with me because I'll just show it off to the camera. Um, I took a photo of this with the board game and I sent it in my work group chat because my work, we, we are a community of people that like to play board games. And I sent that and I didn't give any context to it. I just went, these go together. It's perfect. And the response I got was, oh, my God, I love Bob Ross from so many people. And I went, I didn't realize that there were so many people that knew and loved Bob Ross. <laughs> it's like, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that, I think I'm a bit surprised about that as well. Um, I guess you just you, you sometimes just assume that something like that is not going to be exported to another country. So. 100%. That's why I was like, oh, wow, people know who Bob Ross is. This is amazing yeah um so I'm so I got this glass from yourselves that goes along with this beer um I thought so I bought it because I was like I really love the artwork on it if you're watching the video you can see it's it's like a skull guy in a little floaty on a on a river and it's called hazy river thank IPA um how how do you guys go about sort of like collaborating to get glassware done so like did you go we like this artwork so we're going to get a glass done or was it sort of like a you knew you were going to do it from the start yeah so I think um so the the glass and the can are both designed by the craft diaries 
Um, so if you follow him on Instagram, which I think it, it seems like every single beer drinker in the UK owns one of his glasses, uh, which if you don't, you probably should, cause he does really cool stuff. Um, so we've, you know, we followed him on Instagram and stuff. And then I think, uh, one of our guys had just like commented on one of his glasses or something. Um, we had already ordered some of his stuff and I think he had just been like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do some with you guys. And they're like, yeah, that'd be fun. And like, and then I think, you know, a month or two later, we're like, Oh, that should be really cool. Like we'd love to see we never had really like a guest designer do a glass or do a can. And then, so we, they actually spent, so he worked with one of our other sales guys, um, Sam, and uh, like the amount of work that went into that design was really crazy um, because they'd been working on it for like months and months and months. And he would send over like little sketches all the time. And um, I think that guy's name is David, maybe from craft diaries. Maybe it's not David, but you you never tend to know people's like I feel like on Instagram they're just like oh hi. like people have come up to us at, when we've met people at like festivals and stuff and they'll be like hi I'm uh, for some reason I'm sorry Keenwan Squats the first that comes to my mind she's hi Keenwan Squats and you're just like what's in Keenwan yeah quads in Keenwan that's what it is knew it was a workout in Keenwan and and it's like you're like oh hi but if someone came up to you and went oh hi my name is so and so you'd be like oh yeah. just go blank <laughs> yeah so, yeah, so i'll just call him the craft diaries guy craft, yeah. craft diaries. yeah craft diaries guy that's yeah. what we'll call him um <laughs> so if he's out here they're listening but um oh. yeah so they, they did a bunch of work like back and forth with it and then so the board we started getting into it's like oh well we should do like a glassware we we hadn't really done much glassware before we're like well we need to do a glass it'd be really cool to be able to release them you know in tandem with the beer and the glass because we really like the design it'd be like oh it's a shame to just have it on a can um so it, it'll be immortalized in glass and um so yeah that's kind of how that came about and uh, yeah we just worked on it with them for a really long time and we started, you know, we kind of talked to him like, what kind of style do you think, you know, would be of interest? And uh, we'd done quite a few dank IPAs and just with kind of some of the artwork, we're like, oh, I think this would fit really well with kind of the design that he was coming up with. So uh, he's, if you see the can, like he's incorporated a bunch of our yeah. previous can designs kind of floating around. I saw Taco around. Cat on it. Taco, Taco Cat, Cat. Yeah. over there. So it's one of those, like, the more you look at it, you're like, oh, there's funny. lots of little hidden things. like uh, The one you uh, can't talk about is uh, and, yeah, over there. <laughs> some of our more memorable ones. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It. It's really fun to work with him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope we get to do it, do it again. He's a super nice guy and he's really talented. Um, and, with, yeah, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, no, uh, to be honest, yeah, like I went to go put in the order just for some cans. I was like, I'll buy some cans. It'd be really good. Um, was, was skimming through and saw that. And I was like, I can't see something that looks that cool and not buy it. So, <laughs> and I went and I can't just buy the glass. I'm going to have to get the beer to I go beer. with it. So I ended up getting set because I was like, I can't have one without the other. And I can't not have it because it, it was, yeah, I think the artwork is really, really cool on that. So well done. <laughs> and it looks really cool with the beer in the glass or any other kind of hazy IPA in the glass. It, it looks really cool. I think. Yeah, no, I can, I can imagine. Um, Joe, any other questions? Because I think I asked literally all the questions I had. No, because I was going to ask you about adding pumpkin, but you said you did it from cans. <laughs> yes. Into the boil at the very Just end of the boil. Into the, at the end of the boil. Yeah, that's when I had my pumpkin. Yeah. When I do pumpkin. Did you, um, did you do it any different way when you were potentially doing them in the U.S.? So we had done, um, so typically we've, we've tried it like in the mash as well. Um, and that works okay. But yeah, it was typically in the mash or at the end of the boil. Uh, I think one time we did actually like condition it on some pumpkins. Okay. 
So we, we roasted them to try to, you know, kind of sanitize them a little bit. Um, and that, but that was for like a really limited kind of thing where we had a little bit more control over it. So I'd be iffy to do that, you know, and, and do like commercialized version of it just because yeah. you don't know, you don't really can't really sanitize the, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess if you maybe like boil them or something, you could, but then again, the flavor is probably not going to be super great. It is really tricky. I find to get pumpkin flavor anyway, because what most people think of pumpkin flavor is like pumpkin pie flavor, which has sugar and spices in it. Yeah. So like most people aren't just chowing down on pumpkins. Um, so I think you need, like this beer has quite a bit of lactose in it, uh, as well as all the spices and the coffees. So. Yeah, I tried to explain that to people. So I made um, like pumpkin chocolate chip cookies one year and I tried to, you know, I like made it for my friends over here and I was like, oh, if anyone wants some. And some of my friends were like, oh, no, I don't like pumpkin. And I'm like, have you ever had pumpkin? And they were like, they were like, no, but I know I don't like it. And I was like, oh, that's such had- a British thing. Like, we're just like, no, we don't like pumpkin. <laughs> I had- and I actually, I'm like, say- no, I love it. Well, I had to say like, but you do understand the pumpkin is kind of similar to like when you have cauliflower. It, I know it's not the same, but it's similar in the sense of like you don't get that. The taste can change like it, depending it on how on you're seasoning it. Flavors. Yeah. 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 It's like there's no big offensive taste or a big bold taste that you're going to get from pumpkin. Um, and I think that's the mistake some people make is they think it's a pumpkin beer. And I I don't know how pumpkin's going to taste and I'm not going to like it. But actually, when you have a beer that's just made with pumpkin and isn't actually pumpkin spiced, it's not how you, it, it's not going to taste how you think it's going to taste. It's the spice that actually is what makes it a, a pumpkin spiced beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I've, I, I have, to toot my own horn, toot toot, I make a really good pumpkin bread. And I've converted several English people to pumpkin with this pumpkin bread. Because I'm like, try it. It's kind of <laughs> like banana bread, but it's got pumpkin in it. And they're like, mm, oh. <laughs> it does have and a really I, nice texture. Like when, yeah. you, when you cook it or bake it with things, it's, it's a good binding agent, I suppose. Yeah. I do a really good pumpkin Swiss roll as well. That blows people's minds. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Actually. Like, you got to have cream cheese and like cream cheese icing in the middle of it. That does sound solid. You also do a really good pumpkin double. That pumpkin double. Yeah, she liked my pumpkin double. Yeah, she made a pumpkin double and it was really, really nice. That does sound really nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the key with pumpkin is it needs to be with other things. Yeah. Yeah, not in its own. (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely needs to be with other things. But yeah. Joe, do you have anything else? Because I don't. That's it. I think I do. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us. I feel like I'm really excited. I was really looking forward to this because I was like, oh my God, I was looking forward to the release and I was looking forward to getting to talk about it. Um, And it's really good. And I think everyone should go out and buy it. So I guess before you plug where people can get it, is there anything exciting that you want people to know about that's coming up for the brewery or or anything else? Um, Yeah, so we're about to release our second barrel-aged beer. Um, so that'll be coming out later this month. Um, so it's going to be Sasquatch syrup. So a barrel aged version of that. So, uh, we released that back in the spring and that was like a breakfast stout with maple and coffee. So we, we did a bourbon barrel aged version of that, which we think is tasting really nice. So that will be coming out soon. Uh, and again, we just have, because we're so small, we literally have one barrel. (laughs) Um, so there's about like 500 something bottles of that. Uh, and then once the barrel's empty, then we fill it back up with another beer, which in this case is going to be the pumpkin that'll hopefully be ready sometime this time around next year. Um, so yeah, it's coming out. And then we've got, um, 
we've got a double New Zealand IPA coming out Ooh. soon, which we're really excited about. And then um, we've got a pretty cool Christmas series coming out. So I won't give any details, but uh, if you keep an eye, if you like kind of Christmas fun, no, I, I won't say gimmicky because it's not gimmicky, but it's a little gimmicky. Um, but <laughs> gimmicky think, in a uh, good way. <laughs> yeah, gimmicky Positive in a fun gimmick. like like this a beer. Fun. This beer is a bit gimmicky as well, so it's it's fun. But I think uh, yes, yeah, so we've got a couple of Christmas. Uh, we're going to do like a trilogy, a Christmas trilogy, um, early December, and that'll be pretty cool. I think. Nice. We were just saying we need to start working yeah. out Christmas beers together. So that like on the- before you yeah, came on, I mean, we were like, yeah. we need to we need to figure out yeah. what we're gonna do for our Christmas yeah. episode. <laughs> we need to start collecting them. Yeah. Well, there, there you we go. go. I've just just given it to you. We'll just add it to yeah. the list. <laughs> we'll just yeah, have the same conversation now. in two months. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh but yeah, anything um do you want to plug the brewery as a plug any socials? feel free to plug any yeah i mean just uh we do (laughs) mostly instagram and facebook um i think it's s43 brewery uh and then the the show notes i'll put it in yeah Uh, i should probably know what it is um (laughs) it's uh s43brewery.com is uh we still the beer is almost sold out actually so um but i think we do still have some of the um the pumpkin beers on the website or um preferably even go to wherever your bottle shop is and uh, hopefully they'll have it so yeah, and people are going to want to get on that before I drink the rest of the ones that I got and uh, mine, go and buy more. <laughs> Not yours. Yours is already put to the side. Um, so, yeah, definitely go go check out the beers. Go check out this pumpkin beer. It might change your mind on what a pumpkin spice beer can be. So thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. Right there. So there you have it. Um, I'll, I'll use my voice a little bit now because Tori's used hers a lot. <laughs> yeah i'm really sorry it's my fault because i didn't give you the beer the real pumpkin enthusiast so i I let you i let you take the lead on that one cheers i had so many questions i was very like i was like i get to talk to someone about pumpkin beers yeah Yeah. i knew you were excited (laughs) yeah i was and i thought you know it was really interesting to learn about some of the stuff um that he was talking about especially like the the name and how how it went the struggles that they had with it it was really quite cool to hear about it because i think again we've said it so many times i'll say it again like it's really interesting to hear the labor of love that goes on behind the scenes that you don't necessarily know about just from a consumer point of view so it's just interesting to hear that and uh yeah i really enjoyed it and i'm sorry i'll bring you yours soon (laughs) she's the worst but actually go on record and say actually she's the best because she bought me some and then nearly sold out so it's okay yeah go go on record and say how good the old one was though because we were just saying off yeah we were just saying off camera that it really did yeah so I've got last year's one because I I ended up with a couple left over um I nearly got rid of it because I was worried that it was gonna um it was gonna explode because there may have been a bit of re-fermentation but I saved it and I, I pro tip everyone keep your beers if you can't get them in the fridge but you should keep them keep them chilled but if you can't put them in plastic boxes so if they explode they just go in the box not all over your carpet uh, <laughs> should have get, we should have given people those tips like so they're gonna be like you are encouraging people to not store them in the fridge no because but but let's be honest if i have fridges enough to keep my entire beer collection in my house would just be full of fridges <laughs> The amount of beer I've got right You'd now in a cold needs store. must right I have got dark cupboards but uh anyway it's still really good um the yeah so there's not as much coffee in it now but the spices are at a really good level I think you're getting some of the actual pumpkin sweetness through 
from it and it's still really delicious even though i'm trying to see if it's got the date on it so it says it's best before oh it's best before october 21st 2021 which is like next week nice so you still got it in i'm still in in we're still in best before it's fine yeah definitely i'm saving one of my other one of these for when i do my annual carving of the pumpkin yeah uh, drink a pumpkin beer and carver carver pumpkin day nice. but yeah i just i love the labels the artwork always gets me yeah um it's just, just mine really, looks like yeah. a starbucks cup yeah mine does as well and i really like that because <laughs> i love pumpkin spice latte yeah. so i'll take it joe if people want to ask you and tell you their opinion on cinnamon sugar rims <laughs> Where can people come and give you their controversial opinion? I don't know why you come and talk to me about cinnamon sugar rings. You want to go and hit up Tori about those. You come and talk to me about um, uh, pumpkin Swiss roll, though, and what my recipe is. Pumpkin baked goods. If you ask me enough about pumpkin Swiss roll, I might put the recipe up on the blog. There you go. Joe, how do you make Um, a pumpkin Swiss roll? uh, You push it downhill. (laughs) you're keeping that in that's amazing I'm keeping that in I'm keeping that in uh, but if you'd like to come and talk to me about that you can talk to me myself and I at uh, a woman's brew we uh, I am on Facebook Instagram and Twitter getting into that Twitter now thinking I might schedule it on there a bit more I think it was all it's all a conspiracy Facebook it's a shut down <laughs> they want you to go to Twitter for some you know reason what? I think that's a big lie I don't think I've posted anything on the a woman's brew Twitter in ages I think I'm doing more on the love be learning one. <laughs> like I'm really With... big on Twitter <laughs> I right. haven't posted in weeks right then I'm like actually I don't think I am I think I am on what is actually my beer school love beer learning we are on Facebook Instagram and Twitter and I am starting to post more on Twitter we're also on uh tiktok and pinterest but i generally like hang out on instagram come find me there talk to me about pumpkin swiss rolls and recipes and anything you'd like to see on the blog which is on my website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and we also have an email address which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com we'll pick up emails for the podcast there let us know whether you want us to do more about pumpkins or what Christmas beers you want to hear about or um, any other beer styles you want to know about. Let us know there. We will do you an episode. Tori, where can they talk to you about cinnamon sugar rims? They can talk to me about cinnamon sugar rims and the controversy and DGM on drum roll, Instagram, (laughs) and only on Instagram (laughs) at adventures underscore in underscore optimism and that is about it because you can't get to my blog without going to Instagram so there you have it I've got to go because there's a spider crawling up my wall (laughs) and it's making me wildly uncomfortable Ah. so with that Joanne cheers. cheers